If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7, episode 896. Today it's my spoiler-free review of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Bunch of chewy. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And as I said at the top, this is a spoiler-free review, so you can listen to your heart's content. And if you are interested in the spoiler side of things, there will be a bonus episode coming out that will be clearly marked as a spoiler-filled episode where I will get into the nitty-gritty details of Rogue One. We will have a lot to talk about on that episode, but really we're going to have a lot to talk about over the coming weeks about this movie. In the meantime, like I said, spoiler-free, so here we go. Now, this is one of those things where I never really gave it any specific thought, but when I was asked the question by a Canadian news outlet earlier this week, the answer kind of sprung to my head, and it was a bit of a surprise as it did, but when I watch new Star Wars movies, I kind of need a couple of viewings to do it, because the first time I'm watching it, It's really about comparing my experience with what I've seen before. Trailers and teasers and commercials and articles I've read and all that fun stuff. And so there's just this weird thing that flips on in my head that starts matching up, basically, with what I've seen before and what I'm seeing on the screen in the moment. And it's really only the second or third time I'm seeing one of these movies that I really get into the flow of the story and kind of let my left brain shut off a bit and get more right-brained about the enjoyment of the process. So this time, as we're recording this right now, I've only seen the movie once, so I'm all up in my own analytical head about this situation. And the analytical side of my brain is saying this is a good, solid start to the franchise's exploration into standalone stories. There's a lot to like and a lot to recommend from this movie. The interpersonal dynamics are particularly good, Jin and Cassian, of course, and Jin and Chirrut sharing a connection as well. This is something that I had flagged for you in an earlier podcast where I talked about how one of the scenes in one of the commercials showed Jin and Chirrut holding hands. And speaking of Chirrut, of course, the back and forth between him and Baze is also very well done. Not just in terms of the scripting, but also in their philosophical approaches to this whole rebellion thing. Meanwhile, Riz Ahmed, who is the actor that plays Bodhi Rook, said in an interview a while back that some of the reshoots involved giving his character a little more depth. And it definitely does come through in the version of the movie that we're seeing. I'm saying the version of the movie that we're seeing because the seams on the reshoots are kind of showing. And I mean that particularly in that the beginning of the movie seems a lot more frenetically edited than the rest of the movie, which definitely allows itself to stretch out. And additionally, there's key dialogue that we've heard in trailers and teasers and commercials that does not appear in the movie and definitely has to be a factor of the reshoots. 
In fact, there are a couple of scenes that literally do not play out the same way that they appeared to in the trailers and teasers. And it's not a function of, oh, they only showed us a little bit and the part that they hid from us really changes your perception of things. No, it's that the parts that they showed you in the teasers and trailers were not the parts that actually appeared in the movie. And the only explanation for that is the whole reshoot situation. But that is enough about that for the moment, at least. And I've talked about the rebel side of the equation, so let me talk a bit about the Empire side of the equation. First of all, the relationship between Krennic and Galen Erso is fabulously played in the movie. And if you read Star Wars Catalyst of Rogue One novel, which came out on November 15th, and we did a couple of podcast episodes about that as well, then you will find the scenes with Krennic and Galen Erso very satisfying and very well informed by the material that you read in Star Wars Catalyst. In fact, there are a couple of moments in Rogue One that will specifically reward Catalyst readers, as well as some moments that will reward watchers of Star Wars Rebels. Again, we are no spoiler on this particular episode, so you'll have to tune into the spoilery podcast to get details about that. Which also means that there's barely anything I can say about Darth Vader, except to say that chances are you will be satisfied, even though... As advertised, he does not appear frequently in the movie. The times where he does are very effective. Although one of them, in all honesty, probably wasn't even necessary and is probably more there for fan service than anything else. And there are definitely nods to fan service throughout the movie. It's almost hard for them not to do that. It's almost hard for Star Wars not to do that. But, you know, I guess you'll have to decide for yourself whether you thought there was a little too much wink-wink, nudge-nudge happening. Personally, I think it got close to the line, but eh, I don't think it really crossed it for me. But ultimately, you kind of need that stuff to take the edge off things, basically. You need the humor of K2SO, which is amply sprinkled throughout the movie. Because it does get dark at times. And the scenes on Jeddah, particularly with Saw Gerrera's partisans, are genuinely fear-inducing. Maybe the need for that sprinkling of lightness throughout the movie was a driver of this whole reshoot situation. Well, I guess we will find out one of these days. I don't know how soon we will ever find out, but there's a good chance that we will start to hear more details about what really happened with the writing of the script and the rewriting of the script and the reshooting of the movie and all of that good stuff. But like I said, there's a lot to recommend the movie. Not the least of which is the one thing that we haven't yet talked about, which is the space battle that happens above the planet Scarif. That is no holds barred, nothing short of spectacular. We've had some pretty remarkable space battles throughout the history of the franchise. I have to say Revenge of the Sith probably takes the cake for the sheer size and audacity of the space battle that takes place. Of course, the original Star Wars, yeah, it's really hard to beat that one. Revenge of the Sith, like I said, just for the technology, the enormity of what they created. Yeah, that's more a success of scope than anything else. And I would say Rogue One Space Battle ranks right up there with Return of the Jedi's, which is another huge and tremendous space battle. In fact, you know, it's hard to knock Star Wars down into third place because, you know, it's the original, right? And it was so well done. But sad to say, I think I would probably have to go Revenge of the Sith, then Return of the Jedi, then Rogue One, and then the original Star Wars. And then, of course... Phantom Menace, you know, I know there was a space battle, but there wasn't a heck of a lot of one, right? And Attack of the Clones, yeah, there were ships flying around, but it was really more in atmosphere, so not really a space battle per se. 
and Empire Strikes Back, as far as space battles, it's just Star Destroyers chasing the Falcon, and that's pretty much it for space battles. So yeah, tremendous work on the space battles, puts it right up there with the best in the Star Wars franchise. So to wrap things up and try to get back from the left side of my brain over to the right side of my brain on this, ultimately, I'm very happy with the result. I know there are going to be things I'm going to be nitpicking in the coming weeks, but hey, you know, if we didn't nitpick these things, then we wouldn't be Star Wars fans. So there's that. <laughs> anyway, I'm very glad that the wait was worth it. You could make the case that the characters are a little thin in terms of being fleshed out, but the actors themselves bring a lot of weight to the roles, and so that gets glossed over fairly easily. As for the story itself, it definitely has a lot of narrative drive, which helps you jump over plot holes with ease, and it's got a pretty straightforward story, all things considered. Not a heck of a lot of twists and turns, and that's okay. That's not necessarily a complaint. Just a somewhat straight-ahead story, and... I need to see it a couple more times to start tearing into it. Again, not necessarily in a bad way, just, you know, digging deeper into it. Like, for example, is there a hero's journey tale to be told with Jin? I think the elements are there, but eh, I think you got to tease them out a little bit more than you necessarily would have in other Star Wars movies. But there are definitely elements there to consider. After a first viewing, I have to say that for sure it definitely warrants a second viewing. And that in and of itself has to be a success, right? Right, that's what I thought. I will say on sort of the meta side of things that the audience where I saw it, it was a packed house and an IMAX screen, was not as boisterous as the audience for The Force Awakens was. So I don't know why that's necessarily the case, especially considering that when I saw The Force Awakens, it was part of that whole marathon thing that happened. So the entire room that we were in for the screening had hundreds of people who had been there since 1 a.m. in the morning and had watched all six movies and were all worn down and exhausted, and yet the thrill of being there. I don't know, I guess it was just that adrenaline that kicked in. And yeah, a lot more boisterous compared to the viewing of Rogue One. I don't think that it has to do with the whole casual fan thing or casual moviegoer thing because it would really only be the diehards that would be out for the movie first showing or, you know, diehards and their friends and family that they're dragging along with them or something like that. But in talking to people afterward, the reactions were generally good across the board. In fact, here are a couple of clips of folks that I talked to and their non-spoiler reactions to Rogue One. Yeah, all right. So we're here with Rogue One reactions. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, I thought it stayed true to the original like intent and style of Star Wars movies. Um, the prequels obviously had gotten a little bit away from that. Um, but this movie really zeroed in on what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Awesome. What's your name? My name is Steve Everett. Steve Allen. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And what's your name? Derek Baines. Hi, Derek. Nice Hi. to meet you. What did you think? Well, I liked the pacing of the movie overall. I thought it was... Obviously, we knew it was going to have a lot of battle scenes, a lot of really important combat. But the way that they were able to sort of draw that out over a two-hour period, mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting the way they were actually able to time it out uh, to a point where it wasn't like a boring first part and then, bam, action at the end. Mm -hmm. I like sort of how they were able to do that. Um, the visual look of the movie is great. Um, there's a lot of things, obviously, I can't say because it's a spoiler-free. Right. Um, but some of the effects that we're able to do um, with certain things are actually really, really done very well. A lot of stuff wasn't really cheesy, um, which people might think could happen, but overall, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Excellent. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great night. You Thanks. have a good night. You too. Spoiler-free, what would you think? 
Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm con- well. <laughs> Hard to be no, spoiler free, isn't it? No, yeah. Uh, can I say that no Bothans died that I'm aware of? Yeah, I'm a little confused yeah, about good. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> Excellent. And how about you? What did you think? Uh, there were stars. There were stars. Okay. In the sky. Mm-hmm. There was a war too, I think. Yeah. Several. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is plural. That is about as spoiler-free as we can get, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah? I never thought about it, but it is plural. Awesome. And you? It's kind of weird talking to you because right behind you is, like, you on a picture. I don't know. You, I'm kind of oh. getting a Logan vibe. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. It immediately jumped up to the top of my list of prequels. No, nice. You know, one, okay, one through yeah. three are, are obviously award-winning classics. But, no, it was fantastic. I... I had tears at the end. So there you have it. Rogue One. Gutsy, gritty, by no means perfect, but with enough joy, enough hope, enough excitement to absolutely make this a fine start to the standalone series of movies. And I dare you to watch Rogue One and not want to go home and watch A New Hope immediately, since it is the sequel to Rogue One after all. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and because of the fact that I know you're going to want to see this movie more than once, I've got some good news for you on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. And here is the deal with seeing the movie more than once that I was mentioning before the break. So the fine folks at Fandango sent me seven gift cards. It would be seven, wouldn't it? (laughs) Seven Rogue One commemorative gift cards. And they're worth $25 each. And I'm going to be giving them away throughout the rest of the year. More details will be forthcoming early next week. So stay tuned to the podcast for that or and or. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash SW7X7, or our Twitter feed, SW7X7 Podcast there, for details on how you can enter to win one of these seven $25 gift cards. In the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in to my spoiler-free review of Rogue One for Star Wars 7x7, and if you are of a mind to do so, check out the spoiler-filled version of the review as well. That'll be in a separate episode entirely, so that way you don't have to worry about skipping madly through the rest of this podcast or anything. Anyway, like I said, thank you very much for listening, and may the Force be with us. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you impersonate a deity, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not against your programming, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.